0: following podcast contains some adult language and sexual situations you're welcome hello everyone and welcome to slightly concerned it's the holidays i'm joined of course by the lovely professional uh griever uh would-be assassin if she wasn't made of paper jazz Jesus Christ. Andrew.
1: Hi everyone. <laughs> I'm not made of paper. I just am really delicate to the world around me. But yeah. if I had to have some sort of weakness or else my assassining would be just too strong. So.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we have to you you came with a balance of power. Yeah. Um what what's known as a glass cannon in the video game world. Uh, so <laughs> And uh Jazz, we have a guest today, as we often do.
1: And this time I knew about it before we started recording.
0: <laughs> hey, well, hey. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, uh, pastoral intern, uh, Beck. Hey! Hello. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, so glad to have you. I hope that you are ready for some uh blasphemous conversation.
2: I have never been more ready for anything in my life.
0: Oh, hell yeah well uh (laughs) let's let's just dive right into the blasphemy uh jazz you want to take it away i know this is your jam right here you love talking about commercialization
1: and capitalism is Mm. my favorite things ever so uh pretty much i just wanted to start us off with the hallmark christmas and the commercialization of christmas so I know that, like, everyone starts shopping for Christmas and doing all this stuff and buying stuff and buying things and consuming, right? So, like, we have a whole bunch of traditions that just circles around this. So, one of the things that I know that I was just shocked to discover while I was a nanny was, like, the Christmas pickle Hmm. because uh, I've never heard of it. I found this ornament. It was, like, a pickle. I was like, okay, cool. I'll put this up. And then someone came over and was like, oh, have you found your Christmas pickle yet? I'm like, my what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, that sounds like a euphemism. It does sure, sound like a right? euphemism. I, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure what it is, but it's definitely a dick.
2: Why, well, yes, I have yeah, found right? my Christmas and pickle. Is, thank you very much. Why,
1: thank you. I came from a nanny, so I was, or like, someone's nanny, so I was really concerned. And, uh, <laughs> I then discovered that, like, it was this whole, like, the, the tradition of this was passed down orally. So uh, another euphemism right there. Um, so we had a whole <laughs> bunch of people talking about it, and it was just a tradition passed down. And one of the origin stories is this glassmaker person who was selling ornaments got a whole bunch of ornaments from Germany, and they were all weird and fruit-shaped. And he was like, I can probably sell this pickle and say it's a Christmas pickle, Mm. and sell this as a Christmas pickle (laughs) to people. And it started off like, oh, this is fun, this is cool, it's the Christmas colors, which is green and red, and people will hide it in their tree, and it was hard to find, and then people would be like, oh, look, I found a pickle, and if you find the pickle, you get an extra present, the Christmas tree pickle. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Yeah.
0: That's what I always wanted. uh, Now that's a thing. Pickles on Christmas, yes, please. But They're like, green. That works.
1: Yeah, right? And then there's a more recent phenomenon that I personally have mixed feelings towards, which is the elf on the shelf.
0: And by mixed feelings, do you mean fucking loathe? Because I hate it.
2: I do not have mixed feelings about the elf on the shelf, I just despise
1: it. Oh, really? Oh, um, yeah. So, like with the elf on the <laughs> shelf, I learned about it while I was a nanny. And uh, the parents weren't too fond of it because it cost them like 50 bucks to get the elf and the book. And it all started when their daughter went to spend time with their cousins. And they were just talking all about this elf on a shelf and telling her all about it. So she was really excited. And it was like, why don't we have an elf on their shelf? So now her parents had to go find this $50 book with the elf. And pretty much, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows about it. You take the elf, you move it around at night. It is supposed to watch the children and report back to Santa Claus whether they were naughty or nice. I hate that. And you would get presents if you were good. And um, in social media, a lot of people put the elf in like really uh, weird or perturbed situations or really fun (laughs) situations. Very sexual. Very sexual, very like they're banging the Barbie dolls or other things. But when I was granted the honor of hiding the elf every night.
0: Oh yeah. The
1: kid was like 3 and we would put them in very weird places and if she were to try to get them, we would have concerns about her safety because like I would put them on top of the refrigerator or hanging from something like their zip lining and things like that.
2: That sounds right. Yeah.
1: And but to... not
0: like from a noose.
2: No, not oh, a noose. It was always uh, rated G damn. for kids.
0: Oh. I mean, okay. That's rated G for grave.
1: Oh. Oh no. <laughs> you know what?
2: When you asked me here, I agreed to a holiday special, not to some family fun. Not for an advertisement to to bring children horror and and fear. That's
1: not
0: what I agreed to. Well, uh... <laughs> I'm not sure
1: if you listen to the rest you of you the podcast. You better buckle up. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, this is us. i <laughs> guess you've never
0: listened to an episode.
2: <laughs> oh. I have listened to all of your episodes, and also, Aww, it's, it's fine. Gates. All right. Okay. Anyway, so I'm about how fan, we're... A fan, We have a real fan. So about how we're murdering
1: elves... But yeah, it's the commercialization. So, it was, And then you also have uh, buying all these ornaments and special wrapping paper and Hallmark Christmas cards and things like that. So uh, Hallmark also advertised Christmas in a very particular way. So a lot of families feel like that has to be our Christmas. We have to have the pictures and the sweaters of the family Christmas tree and give it out to everyone. And then... I know one thing that uh, Andrew, you brought up was how uh, Santa looks the way he does.
0: Coca-Cola Santa! (laughs) Yes! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, until 1931, Santa Claus did not have, like, a specific image. Like, he was wearing green or whatever. He was old. He was young. Uh, You know, I guess if someone is immortal, then you would think that they would just be young forever. Like, why would you want to just be an old man for all of your life? But, So, in in 1931, Coca-Cola commissioned an artist to design uh, the image of Santa Claus, which is what we use today, which is why he's red and white, because he was made for a Coca-Cola advertisement.
2: That makes me so angry. Like, <laughs> I was lied to. I was lied to for my entire life. I just... Oh, no. Also, you bring up a really good point. Yeah. Why would somebody choose to be, like, 90 years old? Forever. (laughs) Like, that's not... This is
0: a good place to stop. That's a...
2: (laughs) You know what, I think... I mean, I I understand this assumes that Santa Claus has, like, agency over his own immortality, which he may not.
1: You have to also think, if you're, like, 90 years old, you can just get away with working two nights out of the year. So, like... (laughs) That hey. may also be a
2: thing. And low key having a you know whole race of indentured servants. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Hey, it's fine. It's fine because they're small and therefore inferior. That's right. Just like me. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. carrying right, on, get, on from that one. Let's just started
2: on Andrew's therapy session right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're here.
0: Well, you know, usually, usually <laughs> we touch on uh, disturbing stories from jazz. So uh, I decided to, to switch things up and, and <laughs> uh, let people have a, a peek behind the curtain that is Andrew.
1: Well, I'm also getting a lot of help because I started my therapy in the downtime. So that made me why Andrew feels the need to overshare because I don't have the fun, dramatized stories as much now. So.
0: <laughs> okay, so Jazz, you were telling me about KFC and Japan. Like, yes. what what is that about? What is that? Uh, Yes.
1: The KFC Christmas. So in Japan, they never really (laughs) celebrated Christmas uh, because, again, you have a lot more Buddhists and other religions in Japan. So they would really celebrate New Year's and things like that, where they would go to the temples and worship and pray for good luck into the New Year and have, like, a nice meal to move on to the New Year and things like that. So KFC saw an opportunity, because KFC is, like, the super American thing. It's like, let's bring an American Christmas. But since the Japanese do not know about American Christmas, we will tell them that it's all about having a great meal together of Kentucky Fried Chicken. So... Uh, I'm sorry. They would not commercialize. They would have. It, it is a, what Christmas is about. It's just having a nice bucket of KFC with your family, right? That's how I <laughs> always
0: did it. But you know. Yeah, you get the bucket from under the tree of chicken. Uh, yes, Santa comes at night yeah. and he drops off a bucket of chicken, <laughs> and then you eat it with people several hours later. No, Coca
1: Cola. The Colonel would drop off <laughs> a bucket of chicken. So like. Uh, oh, okay. Japanese culture has a really special relationship with Colonel Sanders because of the KFC yeah. Christmas. So
2: Okay, so as an aside, you guys are familiar with the KFC Christmas special that came out this year, right? Yes. Okay, oh, good. is
0: that the one with uh Mario Lopez? Yes, it mm-hmm. is.
2: Have you seen it?
0: Oh my god. Not no, yet. I haven't. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't I'm either. saving
2: it for yeah. Christmas. I'm saving it for a day when I need like something joyful in my life.
0: I just recently like realized how kfc has basically always been weird Uh, my (laughs) friend was showing me this old commercial of like when reba mcintyre was the colonel oh yeah and it's great she like does this whole number and she ends it with i'm definitely not a famous woman like are you kidding me (laughs) it's it's amazing and also really (laughs) discomforting
2: oh my god i hate all of it but hey good for good for folks in japan with this whole like made up situation. It's like it's like is it just chicken in Japan or are there other things that go along with that?
1: I mean, I can talk a whole bunch about how KFC has like domineered a lot of Japanese culture and things like that and how uh Colonel Sanders is what they picture Americans to be.
2: Oh so wow. thank God. Like, uh
1: I know like they would have uh baseball in Japan and uh they had this tradition where they would do they would drop uh, refugees into the river to uh, wish luck and they had an American uh, baseball player so they didn't have anything that really looked American except for Colonel Sanders so they stole a Colonel Sanders statue to drop into the river to say it was this dude so that way they could win the game oh my god uh, Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's wow so we really are just all I mean I don't know if I could grow that kind of goatee. What would uh, I wouldn't. I would look like a trash <laughs> goblin. I can't do that. That's assuming
2: you don't do already that. look like a trash goblin. What <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, I am. We already covered small inferior. Uh moving on.
1: How about Christmas and its relations to pagan traditions?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. That. Well yeah, so there there are a lot of um associations with paganism and i mean so there are like a lot of different definitions of yule but one of the ones that i found interesting was sort of how uh feasting during the holidays came to be a thing because you know typically food is really hard to find in winter so it it seems kind of counterintuitive to have a feast and like have a lot of food rather than rationing it out but you know it's also (laughs) really depressing you know the sun sets at 3 p.m you go outside it's fucking cold there's no Uh,
1: kfc there is no there's
0: no there's no kfc uh yeah it's hard so long long ago um the i mean i i don't really know what you would call like norse pagans um they would have a holiday feast around winter solstice to celebrate the Norse gods and it was it was kind of also in part of a sacrifice so they would like you know kill they'd slaughter some animals they'd pour their blood into a bowl and then they'd get little branches and they'd like flick the blood onto the statues of their gods and that was like their way of asking for a good year, good harvest, or and then, but rather than like just dumping the animal bodies into a mass grave, they would cook them and they would have a feast and light up candles and stuff like that and, and make it a whole big celebration. They would feast and eat and uh, drink, and so that's uh, how that came to be.
2: Wonderful. Speaking of, yeah. so like,
0: does anybody else know anything about Yule? Well,
2: not about Yule, but I do have something. I, I just looked it up. So I know one of the things that we're going to be kind of talking about today is kind of how December in general and, and what we call the holiday season has become very Christian-centric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was just wondering to myself, like, where did the word pagan come from? Did do, do pagans call themselves pagans? Is that a thing? Um, and according to Miriam webster No, it's just
0: like a heathenistic word, isn't it?
2: Yeah, so, like, to to, to just talk about how, like, Christian-centric even our languages, like, pagan means something other than Christianity, Judaism, or Islam. Yeah. So, like, it's something that's not Abrahamic in in nature. Oh. <laughs> and, and I love that, like, yeah. even in this conversation about, like, things that are not Christmas, we're using words that were developed to other things that were not Christian or Christian adjacent. So, anyway, thought that was fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I couldn't possibly pronounce uh, whatever tradition <laughs> uh, that actually came from. Absolutely, um, and I think that I, it, it is hard. It's hard. It's hard to talk about like um, the idea of paganism because it is. It is just an umbrella term mm-hmm. that covers so many people's different beliefs, and it's. I. It is pretty fucked up and rude, um, but also because they're not. Because everything is so christianized Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. they've been like pushed into the shadows so we don't even know the names of these things like it's really hard to find right
2: no absolutely absolutely that 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 definitely wasn't a dig at you it was just like our language the way that we the way that we even speak the way that uh english has transformed us and the way we think is just fascinating so yeah Oh yeah. So like totally. here we are trying to here we are trying to have conversations about things other than Christianity and we can't because our language doesn't let us. And that was a that was a good rant. Um
0: <laughs> <laughs> Totally awesome. So I have a list of items here and their origins. Are you guys ready for this? Probably not.
1: Rapid fire it.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have Christmas trees, I have ornaments, I have candy canes. So uh Christmas trees well so Jazz you had a different story than I do about Christmas trees mine is strictly related to the Christian Christmas but yours was related to paganism
1: Oh well, yeah but just means non-Christian Christmas
0: now <laughs> Right exactly exactly so non-Christian pretty, Christmas
1: Pretty much in a way to help Let the gods know, it's like, hey, we really liked all the fruit and things that you gave us this year, so we're going to add more fruit and things to this tree. So that's why people would hang things like apples and other things and fixtures to a tree to help encourage the tree, to help encourage the gods to give us another fruitful year the following year. So, uh... That's one of the reasons why you would have things like the fir tree because they were one of the things that still has leaves in uh, winter because it would be really sad to hang tree apples from a bear tree. So that's why they would hang it onto a fir tree. And uh one of the reasons why we have like ornaments and stuff to symbolize fertility and hope for more fruit next year.
0: And see, it's interesting because that whole concept was totally bastardized and uh the... Christmas tree it, 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 like the initial concept of a Christmas tree was a fir decorated with apples, and it was known as the Paradise Tree, and it was used as a prop for Adam and Eve plays long uh, long 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 time ago. and so houses would display these these paradise trees to scare off the devil. you know, this is a Christian home <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, he sees those apples on a tree, and he's like, "Ah. <laughs> That's that's me whenever I see a tree with, um, <laughs> you know, fruit on it. any uh, God, do not take me to an orchard. Oh I will <laughs> just like... be crying in the field. It's fine. <laughs>
2: never
1: take Andrew apple picking. <laughs> I, I just plan on never taking Andrew outside. That sounds so. right. That sounds correct.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. People often ask my boyfriend, like, why why are you dragging around that hobgoblin with <laughs> you? Like, are you are you okay? Uh, all right. is this a is this a hostage situation? Um, like they give it, like he often gets pieces of paper and writing utensils, and like they expect him to write help on it. Um, so now we just have like a, a free collection of pens. Honestly, I'm I'm okay with that's it. So I've nice. accepted it. Oh
2: my gosh, that's so kind though. The kindness of strangers. Right? That's the Chris- That's the Christmas spirit. You know, that's Christmas to me. <laughs>
0: The spirit of giving yeah <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of giving uh did you know that christmas presents weren't a thing until queen victoria
1: oh really no
0: yeah so originally uh people would give out gifts for new year's like that was a new year's tradition Start out the the year celebrating each other whatever but queen victoria actually started the tradition of giving gifts on christmas And then everybody was like, oh, wow, Queen Victoria, that's so great. So then everybody just started to follow suit. And then it became a thing.
2: So I'm really going to have to clap back really hard. Because as we all know, little baby Jesus was the first true Christmas gift. And to this day, the only true Christmas gift. So Queen Victoria, my ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got me there.
2: (laughs) That's right this is what they're teaching me at seminary. I don't know, like, mm, it's a good education. Oh.
1: I mean, like, I know, like, some kids will go to the karate school I used to teach at, and uh, we were learning, a- they were, like, doing their homework and science and stuff, and they're like, what makes a plant grow? And my mom, who's overhearing us, is thinking photosynthesis. And the little girl chimes in, that's love! And uh, their mom's mm-hmm. like, that's right! And my mom just, like, cringed so deep into her skin. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I have no response to that. Ew. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. Great. Good talk. So so the stolen Christmas tree with the apples uh, led into, eventually in the 1500s, Hans Greener. uh, He started to make glass ornaments, and so that became a thing. And then also in Germany candy canes there are a lot of conspiracy theories around candy canes and using them to like pass subversive messages um to speak about you know to 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 inform people that you're christian without telling them you're christian you know it's like uh when your grinder notification goes off in public yes or something like that exactly yeah exactly and uh so uh, apparently, though, one of the stories, at least the one that the History Channel told me, <laughs> is that back in 1670, there was a, a choir master at Cologne Cathedral in Germany. I don't know if that's actually how you would pronounce it with a uh, German accent, but it's spelled Cologne, so yeah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> so he, he handed out sugar sticks to the younger singers uh, so that they would stay quiet during the ceremony and in honor of the occasion, he would bend them into shepherd's crooks because, you know, uh, he is our shepherd or, you know, something.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. You know, that's what my mom would do to keep me quiet in church when I was a kid. She would give me, like, those little certs candies, and oftentimes it would take a whole Mm. package during a church service because church goes on forever, (laughs) Uh, but it was effective. So good on this guy.
0: I love that you are like so honest about <laughs> uh, religion, <laughs> as a pastoral intern and seminary student. Like I, I love it. I because I think that there's like that certain that level of openness that should be more accepted. Uh, I, in my opinion, anyway.
2: Oh, absolutely. I, I really, it's been so much fun, honestly, since coming to seminary. Um, cause I come from, well, I come from a whole hodgepodge of, of Christian specific backgrounds. Um, but one of the things that I have not had a lot of experience with is other Christians who are willing to laugh at themselves, laugh at the doctrines that don't make any sense, laugh at the language that is kind of ridiculous. Um, and it's been really nice to come to seminary and meet so many future pastors who are willing to just be like, yeah, I mean, we're kind of ridiculous. Like we're going to keep saying the things cause it's what we do. But also, it's it's kind of silly. So that's, that's been really great. I appreciate that a lot.
0: So I saw this TikTok, right, okay. of this um, this chick who, she's translated several Bibles. Like, she's been working in the church and studying for a very long time. And she said that in Leviticus, where it says, like, man shall not lay with a man, mm-hmm. um, that it was actually mistranslated, and it's actually man should not lay with boy. Yes. And it's talking about pedophilia. Yep. so blew my mind are you fucking kidding me and then apparently it was pushed that it was man and man to promote homophobia like in america yes
2: yes oh lord. yeah see like i think we're gonna talk about this a little bit later but american christianity is a special just a special beast and yes um yeah yeah i really like i more than honestly, more than a lot of people that, that I've met here. I'm I'm just a sucker for the Bible. I just love it so much. Um, but I think in order to love the Bible, you really have to be willing to to have conversations just like that one uh, that actually deal with the reality of what the Bible is. Because if you're not willing to have those kinds of conversations and, and take a really critical look at what the Bible is, I mean, you really can't say that you love it because you're not willing to take it for what it is. But yeah, no, stuff like that is rampant throughout our English translations. Anyway.
0: Fantastic.
2: Back to Christmas. Back to Christmas.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We're talking about stuff in a different kind of stocking, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's fine. This is all fine. outside of stocking stuffing because there are a lot of other holiday traditions that don't really get talked about because christmas is just so overwhelming uh so i wanted to touch on those a little bit uh you know we talked about yule there's uh zakat which is like an islamic thing uh it's interesting because i was reading about it and there isn't a specific date it's um it's it's an obligation where they're sort of required to donate to charity, and then that charity is divided up to the needy. And uh, it's something that is divided up, I think, on like their New Year's Day.
1: Or isn't it when you hit that certain income? Doesn't the obligation only yeah. start once you hit a certain income, and then on yes. the anniversary of that income, you're required to start divvying out your money? So yes,
0: yep, yep. That's awesome. Yeah, right. Uh, and then, of course, there's Hanukkah, which uh I mean i I feel like a lot of people know like the base story of it, mm-hmm. you know the the candles being lit for eight days instead of or the candle being lit for eight days instead of one,
2: yeah,
0: or it wasn't candles oil uh anyway, yeah, so uh, I have actually celebrated Hanukkah before I used to celebrate it when I was a kid, oh, yeah, so I had a godmother who was Jewish. And uh, we would celebrate the holidays with her, and she took us to like temple and stuff, and and we did the whole uh, menorah. We had latkes, and yeah, we did the whole shebang. It was it was pretty swell, honestly. And then I I had a friend in high school who was Jewish as well, uh, but at that point I was like an old pro, and I was like, yeah, well, let me fucking show you how it's done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me
2: do it it's God, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> that sounds like you. That sounds like what I know to be true of you. Yeah.
0: Right, that sounds right, 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 and then, of course, there's Boxing Day, which I only learned about it for this show because I've seen it on calendars forever, right, right, but I had no idea what it was i i I thought I thought it was a Canadian holiday, or like um, is it not I don't know because well, well
1: it is celebrated in Canada, and Australia and New Zealand and the u k but it started off in the the United Kingdom. Because uh, the wealthy people will have Christmas on Christmas Day. And all their servants had to serve them on Christmas Day. So they're like, oh, well, now we're tired from all our festivities. So you guys can stay home tomorrow and have Christmas with your family. And I believe Andrew found that uh, they had alms boxes in churches. And on Boxing Day, they would hand out and distribute the money that was collected to the poor as well. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Hence the you boxing. get to have Christmas once we're done having Christmas.
0: It should be called Unboxing Day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay,
2: so I want to tell you that I had no idea what Boxing Day was, well, until just now, but anytime I ever heard the heard the phrase Boxing Day or seen it on my calendar, um, all I could think about was the episode of Arthur. Did you guys watch Arthur on PBS when you were growing up? Yeah. Yes. The little aardvark boy? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> There was an episode where they were talking about different holidays and I think the episode actually explained what Boxing Day was, but I did not retain that information. What I retained was one of the children uh, imagining that Boxing Day meant (laughs) there was a day of the year where you had to take all your boxes outside and put them in the trash really fast. And so every time I think of Boxing Day, I just think of that, and I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I hope that it's about throwing away all your boxes. I did
1: that today. <laughs>
0: That's really good. I, I always think of the, cause I always have to make a SpongeBob reference. I always mm. think of the SpongeBob episode where they're like, and uh, and the next event is boxing, and it's just two boxes in <laughs> a ring, and they're like shuffling back and forth and hitting each that other. That
2: episode. I loved that episode. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, good old like two thousand two <laughs> yeah it was a uh okay, so as a half black person, I always felt like I should know more about Kwanzaa, but i never I never read about it. Uh, I think because you know, being half white, I was always like, oh, I'll never be like accepted by anybody ever so Uh, What does it matter? Um, But (laughs) for this show, I actually started to read about it. And it's very interesting. I didn't realize that Kwanzaa was actually created in the past century. Like it was created in 1966 by this Dr. Uh, Karenga after the, the Watts riots. And it was his way of creating like a hodgepodge of different African traditions so that we could celebrate African culture as uh as a as a people because you know black people were brought over here and Mm -hmm. it didn't matter if you were from a rivaling tribe or something like that like you were now in this shitty situation together and just sort of robbed of your culture because once you were free now it was just like okay you're free but you're here right and like you're generations later you've already lost everything you don't remember anything you weren't alive for it so and your parents uh, weren't allowed to teach you
2: anything and you weren't allowed to speak your native language and on and on
0: right and you weren't allowed to practice anything Mm -hmm. because god forbid you do anything that's not christian Mm -hmm. because then uh you know as we covered you're pagan and uh pagans Mm -hmm. are of the devil right 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 so i found this really interesting that it's just uh it's just a mashup of various um various african traditions and cultures and ideals and it's just to celebrate your roots and i think that's really cool i kind of want to celebrate kwanzaa
2: i love that i love that so much oh hey before we move on did you mention at one point I i thought i heard you say something about it might have been before this but the the person who originated founded kwanzaa uh did so in part because he considered christianity to be a white person's religion.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. He said that Christianity was a, a white people's religion. And then uh, Kwanzaa got, like, reformed to be more inclusive in, like, 1997. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to kind of, like, touch on that. Do um, it. Because one of the things that I've been really, really th- thrilled slash horrified to learn about in seminary this year at my internship site, we watched this documentary from Augsburg University called um, White Savior Racism in the American Church. And what I have learned this year is that American Christianity is like its own thing. And t- to the point where it's almost unrecognizable from other iterations of Christianity from other parts of the world. And that's because American Christianity was very specifically built around.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, gosh, it hurts was very specifically built around our desire to enslave black people. Cool. Well, yeah, but like... <laughs> it's not interesting.
0: My favorite. It's not cool
1: at all. Um, which is why I say like I was horrified. I mean, it depends
0: on what kind of slave you want to make me. Wink.
1: Wink, oh. wink. It's not going to be the fun kind of Andrew. <laughs> Keep your head oh. out of your pants. Oh. No? I didn't have my
0: hand in my pants. I'm really
2: glad this <laughs> is up. In this, in this like little aside that I wanted to bring up, I just, um, you know, what? I just really appreciate that the way you guys are doing this. Is really truly a holiday episode and not just a Christmas episode because I feel like a lot of the time when I go and and listen to things in December that are billed as being holiday themed, it's really just Christmas themed. And I also appreciate that you guys brought me on because I really love talking about, I don't know, the shadow side of of christianity and i think i think we all know that christianity has a shadow side like we're not stupid mm-hmm. but specifically christians like to pretend like we do not have a shadow side because it's jesus and it's light and it's love and you know christmas we, we gave you christmas aren't you happy about it Right, <laughs> which we've learned today was not true. Coca Cola and KFC gave us Christmas. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, what, it sure that's, did. That's what I've learned today is that Coca Cola and KFC gave me Christmas, the Christmas that I love <laughs> so much. But yeah, just kind of wanted to to touch on that because, I mean, he wasn't wrong, and that's like the horrifying thing is that, I mean, I'm. It's so beautiful, I think, to to study, and I haven't done as much of this as I should, and I want to do more, but when you do study kind of what African-American Christianity looks like, that is also a very specific kind of Christianity because it was born as a response to, as a reaction from, as it ought to have been, that very specifically white American Christianity. And so in America, you have these like diametrically opposed systems of religion, that are under the same banner that use the same language use all the same words and so you think they're the same thing but they are literally diametrically opposed to one another because one was set up on purpose to oppress black people and on the other side is those is, is those same black people saying mm, how about no but also have you read the bible because this jesus guy was pretty cool right right it's just right i like i don't know it's, you mentioned
0: something earlier about uh slaves converting uh can you talk on that a bit yes
2: absolutely so okay so far uh, i think the thing that really just broke my heart so one of the things that we talked about in that, that i heard about in that documentary was that part of the way that christianity the white american christianity was built it started right away because in uh in europe obviously there was slavery but the law over there was that if a slave if a black slave converted to christianity they had to be set free because christians cannot own one another yeah, that's kind of in the bible and it happened exactly one time over here one time a black enslaved christian woman sued for her freedom because she had been converted to Christianity for herself and her son. And the court had no choice other than to allow that because that was the law. And then they immediately turned around and said, we can't ever let this happen again and changed the law so that 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 wouldn't be possible anymore. Not only did Christianity invade the law as we know it did, it invaded the law in such a way that it's inherently
0: racist. I mean, it's crazy, but also like not, surprising at all like that there, there there's are so many laws that are like of... that
1: i know yeah merry christmas guys. and just i kind of want to celebrate uh kfc christmas
2: so <laughs> <I> mean, yeah
0: <laughs> you know I-,
2: I see the merits of both
0: <laughs> i feel like there's a race joke in there
1: oh there probably is but i've accepted my blackness and i'm ready to make that joke <laughs> so, so <laughs> technically
0: both both <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Let's talk about how uh, kids <laughs> are more behaved in other countries because they are made to fear the holidays. I'm
1: ready for this. You got, like, our Christmas, and we're like, oh, well, Santa's watching you all the time, and if you're bad, he's going to give you a lump of coal.
0: You're going to get a but rock. If
1: you're good, you're going to get presents. Yeah, right?
2: Yeah, the
0: consequences... Whereas in other places, they're going to disembowel you.
2: The consequences of Christmas are really... Christmas is such a class thing, guys. It really bothers me. like every year I feel like I see Facebook posts about like kids from from poor families asking their teachers why you know, little Jimmy got an iPad from Santa why, where they got like new socks from Santa. Like, Christmas is such a such a situation. That well, just... you know,
1: if you look at it at a yeah. capitalistic lens, those parents were doing bad by not making enough money to give their kids a good Christmas, oh. which is why there's so much guilt about going into crippling debt around the holidays.
0: Oh, oh my god, yeah. So, actually, I have a, a fun quick story. <laughs> uh, it, was really, it was really interesting. So, uh, when I was a kid, my mom took me to, um, do you guys know what uh, Big Lots or McFrugal's Mac- is? mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah okay was for sure
2: i don't think they exist anymore
0: yeah well we still have have a big lot here oh
2: wow
0: yeah i mean yeah they're they're just like um dollar store 2.0 like Mm -hmm. they're you can buy furniture right (laughs) yeah yeah you can buy furniture you can buy like every every random object that you can think of there um so one year uh my mom took my sister and i to big lots and she was like hey we're getting presents because we're going to donate them to children uh, that, like, are too poor and can't get presents. And so, you know, we're on a budget. But, uh, you know, pick out things that you think they would like. And, like, my sister and I, like, we were so excited. I mean, she was mm-hmm. a little less excited because she just wanted the things. Yeah. Um, but my sister's also five years younger than me. So it- it's fair. Um, but collectively, we were really excited about, like, running around and getting presents for kids and, and knowing that, like, it was going to make them happy in a plot twist turns out that my mom couldn't find a babysitter and so those presents were our presents oh my gosh <laughs> that's so, so beautiful like... oh my gosh <laughs> it was like it was really it was cool because we got to pick out what we wanted um, it was also kind of like uh, saddening because yeah. I was really excited for other kids to have these things oh Andrew oh my gosh. oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so um, so that is that's my story. I love that uh, so
1: much. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about like a more like heartwarming time? Yes, yes,
2: please. Let's let's do that. Or how about we talk about those horrifying Christmas thing? Er, Yeah, yeah, Christmas things that Andrew brought up earlier. Like
0: Krampus. Like Krampus.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: how we keep well, kids yeah. in line. Well, talking about how foreign kids are good because they have to be. Oh my god. <laughs> because. You know, otherwise Krampus will come along and beat you with sticks and throw you in his basket and then eat you, which I mean, hey, I, I'm kind of game, but, uh, <laughs> <Gotta> tenderize <laughs> the meat before you eat it. There's, <laughs> exactly. There's a whole bunch like that though. Like in France, there's this name that I'm not going to pronounce, um, but no, not that well. There, there's another one too. Père, yeah. It starts with a P ends with, uh, of Fuet Fuetard. Uh anyway, so um basically the story is that like there was this dude that was eating kids and Santa was like, Hey, whoa, uh uh-uh, uh, you're gonna eat kids for me now. Yeah! And so he en- <laughs> he enslaved this dude and uh you know now if you're good Santa will give you presents, but if you're bad, uh Santa's leashed cannibal will eat you. <laughs> oh my god. So that's fine. My favorite thing that I've learned about in like preparation for this episode is Gryla and her Yule cat. So Gryla's her what? like this <laughs> the Yule cat. Oh, no. So Gryla's like this ogre. It's like big ass ogre that like lives in a mountain or something. That sounds right. So in in Iceland, th- traditionally if you are a good little child, then you get clothes. You get new clothes for Christmas and if you are not wearing your new socks on Christmas, then this Yule cat, which is the size of a house, not a house cat, but oh. a house cat, <laughs> will come and it rip open your belly and, and eat you from the inside. Oh,
1: nice. Delicious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's that's Gryla's Yule cat. So. So, yeah, did, speaking of time.
1: eating children.
2: Uh- <laughs> do I miss you addressing, like, what about those children who don't get new socks? Is that... I mean, are they just doomed?
0: If you don't get new socks, then you're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have to be wearing new socks. Otherwise, the Yule cat will disembowel you.
2: I don't have a response to that.
1: Speaking of disemboweling (laughs) and eating your children, uh, in in the Roman and uh, Greek days, you had uh, Saturn, who also ate his children. So, Mm. or Cronus, who ate his children, and Saturn came through and uh freed these children so they had this wonderful holiday of saturnalia and the way they celebrated this was by freeing the slaves for a day which is air quotes freeing like hey you're still subservient to us but you can go enjoy the day and uh, they would know a new king and during this time christianity was being founded but they had a hard time being officially recognized because uh, in the Roman days it was not good to meet in groups. And if you met in groups, uh, you were murdered because uh, you could be uprising against the empire or the king depending on what time in the Roman days you're looking at. That's one of the reasons why some people believe that Christianity was based around a pagan holiday. And now that I know that pagan just means non-Christian. So uh, yeah, uh, Saturday was a pagan holiday in that sense fantastic and um they would have the christmas celebration after saturnalia so all these people are drunk and having a fun time and saturnalia lasts like nine to twelve days and then they're like oh well do you want to come celebrate and drink our holiday and the romans were like sure whatever so that's where some of the starts for christmas celebrations and the start of christianity And one of the reasons why some people think Christianity was on December 25th because of that, but it's always said that that was Jesus's birthday. And I know Andrew found some interesting stuff on Jesus's birthday.
0: Well, so uh, interesting that you mentioned like on the topic of the Roman Empire and Jesus's birthday. uh, So, uh, you know, obviously like it's, it's considered that his birthday is on the 25th of December. uh, But in the egypt and like asia minor they thought that it was january 6th and so there was this compromise that became known as the 12 days of christmas so that's where that came from uh and then the january 6th would be the feast of the epiphany so technically the 12 days of christmas start on christmas it's it's been like so heavily commercialized that it's like all of these days leading up to it and there is probably another tradition that has something to do with 12 days of christmas but this is what i found yeah and uh as far as jesus's like actual birthday um i've heard you know that if the stars were in this position that his birthday would be in april and then i've heard that you know well god created earth uh in the winter solstice so he would like create his son in the winter solstice as well so i don't know
1: well that you have this Other thing where the calendar, they added three months in the calendar and while Christianity was being founded. So that could even result in why the stars weren't aligned appropriately. Because I know they added the months July and August for Julius Caesar and his stepson slash heir augustus for july mm-hmm. and august which is why a lot of the months like december is Decem and decum means 10 in latin and then you got september septum means nova-
0: is nine
1: nine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and it just goes all the way down like october october octum 10 or eight because eight legs in an octopus good looks jasmine i tried and-, <laughs> and then it
0: goes to the then it goes to the roman gods like mars for march and February is uh, something. What did you say February was? You found that. Uh,
1: I did find Not some information necessary. on February, February. So during Julius' reign, they were trying really hard to get the calendar to line back up because they had a 10 month year. And they're like, okay, we'll add these two months. And that didn't quite do it. So they added February, which allowed them to... It February was originally a lot shorter than it is now. It used to be 23 days. And then because we have a better understanding of how long it takes for the earth to circulate around the sun, we have decided to add a few days to where it was 28 and then 29 for leap years and things like that. So we were just trying really hard just to make it to where if we look at our calendar and it is this month, we know it is time to plant and seed and things and know when winter is coming and it be consistent oh, year, after year after year it's always time
0: to seed. <laughs>
1: that was really gay uh- <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and gay is okay. okay
0: so uh beck what is your take on uh jesus birthday and december 25th and all of that oh my
2: gosh it matters
0: so little to me i yeah
2: i just i remember when i was little i think my dad found, like so i grew up right right at the advent of like social media and online forums and stuff like that, like before Facebook and and MySpace and everything. And my dad got really excited about the fact that like online forums existed, um, which meant that he could then go and talk to other white men about theology. And (laughs) I remember when he found out from probably some, you know, snot-nosed seminary student like me, that jesus wasn't born on december 25th and how he threw a fit oh, nah. <laughs> like he threw an absolute fit <laughs> and i just like and i just remember being like seven years old and thinking why does it matter
0: like why does it matter at all guys like i don't know so that's kind of where
2: i'm at with it i just i remember my dad being really freaked out um and then me being like i mean but like didn't the calendar not even really exist in its current form at that time so correct yeah that's what i was
0: <laughs> always curious about as a kid too i was like well how do you how do you know though and why I don't know. I guess I, I think of it like um like my dog. Like I adopted her and I have no idea like when she was born just about what month. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we'll say May 2nd. That's the celebration of you uh being alive. Sure. I
1: love
0: that. Uh yay. So <laughs> I just figure I just think it's really funny when people get like really really mm-hmm. intense about like Jesus was born on this day. <laughs>
1: I just Well like, one of the ways that they found out where everything was placed was because of how the stars were aligned. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm, one of the ways mm-hmm. for them to have some sort of backing towards it. So
2: it's kind of like the moment when you realize that like the whole three wise men story is about like pagan astrologers coming to visit Jesus. Like it's it's like the first time you hear that and you're like, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> that's not a very christian thing
0: it's so crazy i love it
2: it so much
0: it's so interesting how it's totally evolved in Mm -hmm. and snowballed and you know i i think it's kind of nice to talk honestly about it because you can like you can celebrate christmas you can celebrate whatever holiday you want absolutely like we're all we're all just people yeah you can celebrate all and holidays. It is
1: dark the and cold ever. outside, so let's celebrate
0: something. Exactly. That is what they said. Amen.
1: <laughs>
2: Amen to that. Well, and I think, especially when it comes to things like Christmas, like I I think it's a lot more problematic to appropriate things like Kwanzaa or or like Hanukkah, right? Especially for, especially for white Western people. But especially with something like Christmas that is not only like from a religious majority, but also just like a cultural majority, do whatever you want. Have fun. Yeah. Put meaning to it, or don't yeah. put meaning to it. Don't tell, go into crap tell like that. Tell whatever stories though. you want. It doesn't super matter because Coca Cola made it up anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a Hallmark Christmas, guys. That's oh, right. Yeah. I mean,
2: if it's important to you to put some meaning to the tree in your living room or the presents that you're giving to your children, that's awesome. Like, like, make all the meaning you want to. That's what humans do. We are meaning makers and storytellers. But if you just want a pretty tree and you just want some pretty presents, that's okay too. Like, it doesn't actually matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think so. I think that whatever, whatever you believe or whatever you want others to believe, like, you can still just celebrate whatever the hell you want. Yeah.
2: Have some fun. Make it pretty. It's great. Or if you really want to be a Grinch about it, just watch the How the Grinch Stole Christmas a million times and just feel your feels. I don't know, whatever.
0: Especially now that we've covered that paganism is not uh, anti-Christian. It is just the absence mm. of Christian.
2: Amen. <laughs> Amen. Except, LOL, we low-key oh, yeah. have paganism all through our Christian traditions and even our story of Christmas. Well, yeah. Like... I, yeah.
0: I mean, we could do an episode on Easter and talk about oh my gosh, please. how Jesus died, uh, let's no. hide the eggs. Please <laughs> invite you know. me back
2: for your Easter. I, I would love so much more than anything to talk with you about like, oh my gosh, guys, please let me talk to you about like atonement theology around, around Easter. I want that. <laughs> please
1: let me do
0: that. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, we, let's wrap this will... up so we
1: can start planning that Easter episode.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this was really fantastic very informative i was definitely feeling slightly concerned about christmas so Mm. thanks for uh coming on the show and clearing that up for me
2: (laughs) (laughs) thanks for inviting me guys i've been very jealous of like all the all the cool stuff you guys had a chance to talk about from the last season so can't wait to see what this season looks like too
1: season two season two two.
2: i'm ready we'll
0: have a, a date to announce you know eventually
2: Yay! I'm in the process of moving, so no pressure.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be moving too. Like right around when when we start season two mm. or like officially get it like out to the public, like I will be moving as well. So it's Ooh, you could
2: work. try recording and then like editing in advance.
1: That's the plan, yeah. Stan. Excellent. We have Great. talked good. about
0: that, and here we are a few days before Christmas. So.
1: It's going really well it's so far. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> it
2: is the at that It is the thought that counts. Oh, so man. topical.
0: Well, all right. Um, yeah, we talked about Christmas and black people and uh, <laughs> a, a lot of things. I feel I feel good. I feel good about this. Thanks, you guys. Thank
1: you. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll catch you all next time when we start season two.
0: If you have any questions, if you have anything that you want us to cover in season two, feel free to hit us up. Find us at Concerned at gmail.com and just send us some questions or a hateful message or an inappropriate image that I'm not allowed to open at work. No, no,
1: no, 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 no (laughs) inappropriate images. I'm going to be to that right now. (laughs) Anyway, see you guys. (laughs) Bye, folks. Bye. information represented in this podcast is based on loosely researched topics done by millennials and do not represent the beliefs of their employers or any other group affiliations. In fact, we recommend that you all research your topics as well and not just take our word for it. Take care and we appreciate you.